Hello everybody, this is Mark Kumar, your lifestyle entrepreneur and a proud founder of Simple Podcast Cloud, a platform for podcaster by podcaster. With us, we'll give you the ability to have everything unlimited. In case you're wondering, what the hell in the world is everything unlimited? Which means you have unlimited shows, episode, bandwidth, storage, the whole nine yard. With us, we want our clients, podcasters, to grow and get paid for their hard work and not get penalized. So without any further ado, we have another amazing podcaster who is going to be sharing with you some really cool tips that's going to help you take your podcasting game to the next level. So please take your time, Mike, to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a... A podcaster, my show has gone from just interview style all the way to Q&A style. So trying to help more people with the show, I realized a Q&A was the way to go. So podcaster, entrepreneur, speaker, and yeah, that's, that's how I, I started. And the podcast has been an amazing investment for me just in terms of making the leap initially um but it's took on a whole new a whole new beast at this point which i'm I'm thrilled to be on on the road i feel like i'm on a roller coaster okay so why did you decide to pick whatever niche or industry that you have created a podcast or podcast about why that particular industry or which industry yet is that? Let's start from there. Well, it started off as a, a business success story podcast. Because um, I'd overcome adversity myself, having health conditions and still having been able to start a business and, and grow a business and all those things. And I felt like loads of people could learn from stories and... You know, it wasn't just about mine. It was about everybody else's because I loved learning at the time. Learning was a big passion of mine. And I found that if I could learn myself from the interviews and other people could benefit as well, then it's a win, 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 win for everyone involved. So that's why I started. Definitely is a win, win. I totally get the whole concept, you know. You get an expert in, you ask that person, and then you get to learn, and then you get one times, and you also have an opportunity to ask pretty much anything you want. It's like a, you know, our, what I call it, a rent expert for an hour kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it's crazy, um, because initially it was my friends got involved. Okay. They were like, you, you need to start a show. You've been waiting to do this for a year perfectionism and most other things were stopping me from actually pulling the trigger on the show but they were like you you need to do this now you've been waiting forever you know you don't need all the the fancy technology and the mixers and the everything that everyone seems to think that they need before they start their show you don't need that you know you just need people to speak to and when my friends got started then I used social media to get people on but eventually I started interviewing people <clears throat> that I would never in a million years would be able to have a conversation with. But because I had a podcast, all of a sudden it became desirable to those people just just out of like, it's not, can I pick your brain? 
it's do you want to be interviewed on my show? It's the same thing. It's just phrased differently. In my mind, it was like I'm I'm picking these people's brains here. Like I'm not like doing anything special. But to them, it was like, yeah, I want to come on the show. So I started interviewing people that I actually idolized for 15 years. One of them, I was like, oh, my God, you actually want to be on the show? He goes, yeah, yeah, I love it. Let's do it. And I'm sat there, and I'm trying not to freak out, failing miserably, but trying not to freak out. And I was was like less than a month into the show. And I'm just like, "This this is crazy. You've got, you got no idea what can happen. All you've got to do is just ask. But most of it was like you would just record and then you would like walk away and that and you go about the rest of your, your day, you know? It was just like a hobby thing. It wasn't really anything special. But it, it just started to happen to me a little bit and I had to mentally prepare for the interviews more so than like the hours of research that you might do on a guest it's more mentally for me at the time because I, I was a coach so asking questions was something that I got good at before I even started the show but it was more about oh my god I'm sat down with this person because it because obviously nerves play a big part in how you can deliver and and sort of carry yourself and initially it wasn't too bad depending on who I had the, the conversations with but eventually it just got crazy it just got stupid and you want to learn quite quickly um, how to do that because they might have thousands of interviews under their belt and you might have five and you've got to figure it out how to not just meet their expectations, but meet your own. And you're interviewing someone that you would never have got in the room with, like, otherwise. And I felt a lot of responsibility and pressure initially because they want it to be good. You want it to be good. And my first couple of sort of influential people, like, to me, because obviously it, it, it's a perception thing, you know, people that are important to me might not be important to you. But eventually, it just got to a point where it would take me all day to mentally prepare for like a half an hour interview with someone because I'd have to research, I'd have to figure out what I was going to ask. And what if my mind just goes blank halfway through and I've got no idea what to say? Like all the questions are used up. What on earth am I going to do? And it's something that some people might not even worry about, might not even think about. So, like, the responsibility to do a good job had a big part for me, especially when I was interviewing people that were influential to me. I felt like I I had to do a good job. Okay. I mean, I personally don't think you should put that much pressure on yourself. (laughs) But that's a a little too much, but okay. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, if you think about it, just say you are a human being, the other person a human being, at least that's how I look at it. And you can talk English, that person can talk English, you know, depending on the language barrier. Unless you have a language barrier, then I can understand, but that's a little extreme, a little extra pressure you're putting on there, so. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, 
now looking back, I mean, it's, it's a rare that that happens to me now. Um, but it's the same as anything. If, if you're new to something, there's going to be a learning curve. Right. Um, depending on who, who it is. Um, you also want to not, not so much please them, but because you never know what can come off the back of a, an, a podcast interview. And, you know, I had this sort of feeling that I just wanted to do a good job, you know, right. and now it's easier to do. Like the, the expectations are so much easier to fulfill now than they used to be because you've got nearly three years of experience in it and it's not that difficult. The job isn't that varied, you know, like after like the first 12 months, you've kind of got the idea of recording a show nailed down. The rest of it is just refining after you've got the basics down. So it it was difficult for me initially because it was happening so quickly and I wasn't expecting it. I mean, we've probably all been there where we've invited someone to be a guest and probably a part of you that secretly thinks they ignore you, but then they say, yeah, and then you're like, oh my God, I can't believe it. They said, yes, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And then you've got to slightly slow yourself down because um, you get that anxious that you can't think straight. And um, yeah, it, it, it was something that I had to learn quite early on. I didn't expect that I would need to sort of grow up, if you will, in, in the podcasting world quite quickly. And within two months, I had to learn pretty quickly how to calm myself down, think clearly, because it's the same with a lot of things. When you, when you podcast in, some people don't realize how slow you actually have to speak <laughs> to make sure that you pronounce things right. Um, and when I was nervous, because I can speak quickly anyway, so I had to force it to a certain degree in order to actually pronounce things properly so other people yeah. could listen and understand what I'm saying. But then it was like, oh, my God, I sound like I'm on double speed, but I'm not. This is normal. Um I need to practice slowing down because I want to get nervous. I talk even quicker, which I didn't think was possible. Um, <laughs> so it, it's just one of those things where there was so much going on so early on. I had to grow up pretty quickly and be able to handle just the idea of speaking to somebody that is much, 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 much further ahead than I was. And I guess it's that awareness, right? It's like if you don't know them, it's easier. Weird, it's weird, right? Like if you've got no idea who they are, you sat down in front of them, no idea how successful they are, no idea like anything about them really. That's easier than someone that you know their life story of. Like the guy I was talking about, I've been I've listened to over two thousand of his shows. Like he's one of the OGs of of business podcasting, and I'm sat there. It's only two years to have a 15-minute conversation with this guy and I, I I couldn't handle it. I have no idea what I was doing. And sometimes the opportunities can present themselves. I got into the habit of just saying yes early on. Um, I could handle them or not. And uh, it's just a situation that some people, when you, when you get into podcasting, because the barriers for entry is a bit different now, um, the world's changed. I feel like every man and his dog has a podcast now. Um, but I think that 
I, well, I went in with the intentions of getting good at it, doing it well. Um, and that, that can be difficult when you're unsure if you can actually meet those expectations early on. But yeah, it's, it's all about being able to handle the situations that you're in. And I think I did make it hard for myself initially. Um, but o- over the years, it just got easier to, to handle, easier to manage. Eventually, I realized the more I knew about someone, that started to calm my nerves down a little bit rather than increase them. So you, you just learn more about yourself when you're doing it. I've learned so much about who I am as a person. Uh, my confidence has gone through the roof because I, I was always a quiet person. I never spoke to anybody. I, what, what on earth is a conversation? I don't know what one of those is. So it always was about improving myself, a massive self-awareness journey over the past so three years. And yeah, there's just so much there that you can learn just from starting a podcast that you wouldn't get from a lot of other things that are out there online these days. And um, yeah, I, I owe a lot about who I am now to the fact that I started my show. So what would be the like top three things you would say that you learn because of podcasting? One of the main ones is you get used to the things that you don't like about yourself when you can't change them. Things like how I sound. I'm not a fan of my own voice. Um, I'm really not. Everything from having to trade my accent away to realizing that if I get too relaxed in a situation, the accent comes straight back. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. You can't talk like that. You sound like a Muppet. What are you doing? And it's it's something that... Wait, wait, wait. hang on a second. Hang on a second. You work on hiding your accent? Um, not as much now. It just gets easier. Like it's hard to, it's hard to pronounce things correctly and okay. talk a certain way. Like you kind of have to make that balance between, okay, you're recording something, you're speaking, you're not just like chatting to your mates after a few drinks. So th- right. there's an element of like, people have to listen to this afterwards. It's not like a live conversation that no one's ever going to hear again. But um, yeah, I went through a phase of not listening to my shows afterwards. Um, didn't edit them, didn't do anything. I just did them and then I walked away. Didn't listen back, didn't do any of that stuff. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't. I hated, I'd turn it on and I'd go, no, no, I can't do it, turn it off. And <laughs> I, I didn't like how I found it. And in a way, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I loved it now. Okay. But it, I, I tolerate it for the sake of, the podcast that's for the a sake of like, interesting I, way to put it i tolerate it <laughs> yeah yeah I, mean, I, I don't i don't like how i sound i don't like the sound of my own voice but it's not something i can change so i just kind of accept it same with like you know like sometimes little things happen within the show maybe there's a crackle maybe there's a pop somewhere maybe the internet drops in and out or whatever the case is and again, it's too late now. You've recorded it. 
you can hate it or you can see if you can do something about it. You know, right. maybe maybe you can chop it out and it won't alter the flow of the conversation. Maybe maybe you want to cut out a section because it's in between conversations and you've got no choice. Um, once or twice, I've had to rearrange or reschedule or redo interviews because of that. And some of them even say to me, you know, if it doesn't sound great, it doesn't sound right, let me know. More than happy to, to pop back on and and we'll do a re-recording. Loads of people have, have said that they're happy to do that. I think I think quality is important to a lot of people. To a lot of people, sound quality is important. And sometimes it's nice to to have that. It's nice to have the guest say, if the sound isn't great, I'm happy to do it again yeah sure okay because it doesn't happen it doesn't happen every week <laughs> you kind of think yeah all right they, they know what they're doing they're taking it sort of seriously um yeah let's go let's do it i'm happy to do that takes the pressure off me a little bit because i can i can scan through listening to it and go that sounds all right that, that, that'll do and then there's a bit of a crackle and i can't quite edit it out properly i go well, they said they could reschedule it if the sound wasn't great. I'd rather get it right than than try my best to pull a band-aid over a, <laughs> something in the show that wasn't so great. But again, it's something that you you learn what you can control, what you can improve, and then you learn what you can't. And that's one of the biggest lessons for me. You know, I I, I now can sit down and edit my shows, which involves listening to my shows which involves listening to me. Um, never used to do that. <laughs> Where now I sit there and I go, it'll do. Just just press play. Just listen to it. It'll be fine. Get through it. It's probably the only part of the show sort of process that right. I don't particularly enjoy. And it's not because I don't like editing. I quite like having the control you know, where you, you sort of do, oh, I've got loads of, this is amazing. The amount of control I have over the podcast is fantastic. Why did I never do this when I first started? Oh, I know why. I hated how I sound. <laughs> so it, it, it's crazy what, what can happen when, you know, okay, what can I control? What can't I control? What am I prepared to accept? The amount of guests that I've had to, oh, oh, you don't, you don't have a microphone. Um, okay, <laughs> so it, it's it's something that you like unless you're prepared to not interview people unless they have the equipment and you make them sort of I don't know you give them instructions. I know people that give their guests like massive amounts of instructions, and it's like I, I get it, but then you're kind of assuming that they wouldn't do that. And then right. I, I've only had one or two moments where that's happened. And I've sat there and I've gone, it sounds okay. It's not 100%, but I can understand what you're saying. That's <laughs> probably like the whole point. So people can understand what you're saying. That's kind of the idea. Anything more than that, to be picky about that, is a bit like OCD. You should probably get that checked out. Um, it... Because you don't know what their standards are. Right? Like me, 
But my setup is I've got a headset, I've got my computer, and that's it. I don't really need much else. You know, right. I mean, I get like people like yourself might have like a studio and loads of people do that. And that's fine. That's great. That works. Loads of people do that. But I think like trying to force people to do that mm-hmm. and only interview, you may as well just interview podcasters if you're that picky about your sound quality. It's a bit weird, you know, if you're interviewing people that have got lives outside of the show, right. it's kind of like, yeah, can't really expect you to have the same setup as I would. Um, so yeah, it's weird. It's a weird conversation with yourself once once you start sort of going, okay, I can't really force you to have like a recording studio like I do. So what are my limits? You know, if you've got a microphone, that's enough for me because there's enough soundproofing, there's enough background noise reduction. I give people bits and pieces, but most of it's just like a courtesy thing. It's just like, you know, you are recording. This is going out forever. Um, Do with that what you will. I I give people free reign as long as they acknowledge the fact that it's like a radio show. Acknowledge the fact that sound is important. Um, And I've had guests where the the dog's barking halfway through. Um, But the funny thing is, though, is we do laugh it off. And it becomes a bit of a a joke within the show. So then there's a partner that looks back and goes, maybe the funny parts help break up the slightly more serious stuff that we talk about. Because what, what happens is like those little funny or annoying things, depending on how you look at it, those are the things that people relate to. Oh, that happened to me when I was on a talking to grandma yeah. or something like that. My dog just came in or pooped on the floor or whatever. <laughs> I think it depends on your show. I'm not going to lie. If you go, oh my God, the dog just took the turd on the floor. Probably I get that part out of the show depending on what your show's about. But, right. um, I, think, I think there is, there's something to be said for like your limitations or what you're right. prepared to accept with it. You know, like if, if a dog barks near the end of the show and it's their dog and we talk about it at the end, once all of the important stuff is sort of out the way, again, it depends on your show, right? Like if you're interviewing someone about a topic and near the end when it's all like you're rounding off the show, like the dog comes on, so that's part of rounding off the show. Like, how, how do you take that out? It's their dog, right? So, so I think there's. I mean, if you know, train goes past halfway through, we should probably do something about that. Um, there's just a lot to be said for like you could set the standards too high, um, and I know I did, and now it's weird because. My standards are, um, I guess, more refined, but at the same time, I'm accepting of other people having different standards to me. Right. And that was different. I'm quite stubborn, so that that was difficult for me to to get over. Um, I, I had an interview just today, and um, we were chatting. It's like, oh, I'm recording this on my phone. Ugh. Just get over it, you'll be fine. You can make it sound better after you've recorded it. You're good, you know. 
you can you can make it work you'll be fine i told myself all that before we even quit record she's looking at me because we did video and i'm like you and then I unmute the mic <laughs> and I go, right, okay, let's do this thing. Um, right. it, it's just, it's just hard. I mean, you listen to other podcasts and they have the same issue, you know, some of the best in the podcasting world have guests, but it sounds different to yours, but you can still hear them, but you're going to like not listen. seems a bit weird. Um, you're not going to listen. What? Because we can hear you, we can understand you, but it sounds a bit off compared to the host we're not going to bother i don't know many people that do that um i mean think about it it's like at the end of the day it's like it's all about i don't think the quality does matter yes but the content of the conversation i feel is more important if there is a crack here and there people will deal with it it's like okay whatever but as long as overall content they can use that's golden that's the rule i follow anyway yeah, I mean, it, again, everyone's got a different show, right? If it's right. if it's a comedy show, put it all in because you probably talk about it anyway and make it turn it into a joke. Right. If it's a serious show, then you probably want to be a bit more careful with things like that. You know, right. it becomes it becomes learning about the industry. The podcast is just a tool. It's not like the whole thing. You've got to look at the industry that you're in, not right. just the podcasting landscape that that you're in as well. You know, right. if, if I had if I had a show that was all fun and games, and someone decided to throw something at me, right, that would be on the show. It would because it's a funny, fun, funny laughing games show. Of course, something's going to happen. Of course, it is, but it that's the that's kind of the game that you're playing. You know, if you stick to the rules of the game that you're playing, then I don't see an issue with that. Because if you're listening to, because I do like self-improvement type stuff, which is a little bit different, right? But if I, if someone did a talk show that was on YouTube, they had like a bit of a studio setup going on, and, you know, they have different rules. They have different expectations. They have different standards. They probably have a lot more going on anyway. And I think that sometimes, sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we forget that it's not just about the podcast, the medium, if you will. It's about, yeah, the content's important, but my version of content would be different to yours. Right. Would be different to, I don't know, Joe Blogs down the road that's got a show all about pets. And then, I don't know, the, Debbie down the road has got another show about shoes, right? So I think that value is different from person to person, from show to show. And, you know, some, I, I used to listen to shows just for learning stuff. Now, some of my shows that I listen to are for almost escapism. Like the entertainment factor is important just as much as what they're talking about. You know, sometimes just two people having a laugh about something they saw in the news the other day. That's enough for me to think, like, oh, I've escaped the real world. This is, this is good. I can do this. So it's, it's all relative, isn't it? It's all different from person to person. And as long as you match, like, your industry, 
and the podcasting world as well, um, I don't think you'll have a problem. Absolutely, man. You have shared ton of ton of great value here. Like, how do you like? I think I would just call this episode "How to Preem Your Guest" and what to set an expectation. I think that would be a really good title. <laughs> but it's, it's, not, it's not easy because there's so much that can change as well, you know, and. It's hard because the expectations of anything have gone down. I mean, before, I mean, I don't like bringing it up, but before apps like Anchor and before people could take Facebook Lives and use those as podcasts, you download the show, right? It's easier than ever to have a podcast. So I think that that comes with an element of, okay, everyone can do it, but then... Because everyone can do it, you've got to figure out how to not stand out, but how to find your place. I think there's a big difference between trying to stand out and right. trying to find your place in in the landscape of, of shows. I think what it is, you hit it right on the nail, that everyone can do it as an idea, but I feel or I know for a fact that everyone takes action to achieve the result. As an idea, anyone can become a podcaster, yes. But everyone starts like, oh, this is the new cool thing. I want to have a podcast. It's the next cool thing. Everybody in the, everywhere around me doing it. Everybody's saying I should do it. But when they start to record a podcast, get behind their mic, and they have nothing to say, that coolness goes out the window. <laughs> like, I got nothing to say. Like, what am I supposed to do? And then some people literally take it to the extreme where they go get it their self, like, uh, invest, let's say, $1,000 or something. Like, get the road, podcaster, the, 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 can't remember the name of it, the, the board where you could do the levels and all. Yes, and then sir. they get the XLR mic and they get the software and all that shabam, like, $1,000 investment. And they get behind the mic and it's like, what do I say? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's weird, and I actually I went through a phase of uh, looking at like the the podcasting Facebook groups, and mm-hmm. some of them, some of like, how do I record a soul episode without sounding like a bit of a dick? <laughs> uh, you don't know how to introduce yourself on your own podcast. <laughs> like, what does it seem to be? bit weird i'm not gonna lie it seems a bit weird um but i think that you know it's not easy because if you're starting a show and you're starting out you are essentially because we're not we're on video but essentially you could be talking to yourself right and that's Um, i think most people that's how it started a solopreneur where they they don't know anybody or they're just like i want to try the next cool thing and then they go the introduction podcast about themselves what they're going to do it and some people, if they're really, really motivated, they get like four four episodes in and then like, I got no other topics to talk about. And then my threshold is like, if you can at least make 15 episodes on your cell phone, do not get equipment. Because by the time you get to your 15th episode, you're going to have things in control. You're going to have a system that works for you and you can pump out podcast episodes like like that 
yeah, that's it, what I think. it was weird. Like, as a bit of a, a funny, a funny story is, it took me a while before I felt like I could call myself a podcaster because there's a lot of responsibility with that. I felt like, okay, I'm just goofing around, essentially. Me, iPhone, headset, that was it. That's how I started my show. I recorded mine on my phone, which is why I got a bit of a a little eye roll, if you will, when the guest had an iPhone. (coughs) But there's a lot that goes into, okay, am I just goofing around? Is it just a hobby? Or am I a professional podcaster? I, right. It felt professional. And I didn't feel like I was ready. I didn't feel like I could really own the fact that I was a podcaster. And I think that, I think that people need to consider that. People need to consider that you're not a podcaster just because you have a podcast. I think that there needs to be another level. There needs to be something that not just lowers the bar for people, but gives people a chance to get started. Gives people a chance to get to that level. Because when you interview people that help people grow their podcasts, you realize there is another bar. You realize they call themselves podcasters and they're amazing. Now, do they have to call themselves something above just a podcaster? Is there another level? Like, I'm a rock star, everyone else is just a podcaster? Um, I think it's almost like that, that um, the old film Toy Show, the old film Toy Soldiers, everything else is just a toy. It's the same sort of thing. Like, where, right. where, where do we go? I think we need people to start a podcast without the expectations or the pressure that comes along with it. But then equally, you've got to be humble enough to know there are people out there that have the same label as you, that have the same title as you, right? that have studios, have guests flying, and it's a very different world, very, very different world. And yet they call themselves podcasters, or they've got something that's sort of encompassing the podcast but they don't identify with the podcast so it's a different it's a different world and i think that people need to realize that podcasting if you want to take it seriously you can but i don't want people to be put off to start but then have everything that comes along with the people that have been doing this for years like, I, I feel like there's, there's, like, more than just one, like, okay, we're all podcasters, we're all in this together. There needs to be, like, a, you, you're a beginner or it's a hobby, right? Something you do in your spare time. There you go. And then there needs to be a level where it's like, right, we're kind of serious now. Um, people are actually listening. This is amazing. How on earth I thought I was entertaining enough for people to listen, but there we go. Um, and then there wants to be another level where it's okay, I'm monetizing, maybe I can pay some of my bills with it and get equipment, maybe organize my own little studio. And that is a different thing. I mean, I find it very difficult to compare someone that have two people 
chatting over coffee at the same sort of level as people that have their guests fly into their studio once a week and right. and, and, and record live. Um, I, I, my, that's my own opinion. I think there's a lot to come along with the expectations because no, no one knows, right? right? Like no one knows what your setup is. No one knows what you do. So from the outside looking in, your show everyone's like, oh my God, the graphic's amazing. Let's check out the show. And it's echoey, people walking past, birds flying overhead. It's two people without microphones talking with the phone in the middle of the room. And every and it it, it kind of a mess, right? <laughs> but you compare that to people that are at the other end of the spectrum. This this is the thing, and it's it's not easy to do. You've got to find that balance because someone like if I was to listen to that, the sort of phone in the middle of the room, and uh, two guys, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen again because I couldn't concentrate, could barely hear them, too much distractions. Um, I couldn't manage it. I, I couldn't manage that for longer than five minutes. And but then there are other people that, and then they say, "Well, uh, I only do this for fun." And all those things. Okay, well, you've got to manage your expectations. Then like, it's very hard to have a show that few people can concentrate on, right? And expect to get loads of listeners as well. Like, you've got to weigh up what your expectations are with what your intentions are. You know, if you want, if you want a lot of listeners listening to your show, you've got to factor in like. A show that everyone actually wants to listen to and can listen to. You know, it's yeah. very, very difficult. It's very difficult. I mean, I've gone a bit of a rant, I know, and I've kind of come full circle and argued against my own points a little bit. But um, <laughs> it's because it's, it's hard. It's because right. it's hard. But how can you expect the sort of loads of distractions, loads of things happening? How can you expect that to? I, I wouldn't expect that to do well unless the title of the show is Two Guys Over Coffee. And then it kind of makes a bit more sense. Right. But then how many people would actually listen to a conversation in a coffee shop? Like, how many people would actually want to do that and not actually be in a coffee shop? It seems a bit... But then there are people that do do it. There are people that do do it. And a show does reasonably well. And they've got a couple of listeners that probably spend a lot of time in coffee shops and they don't mind listening like to people's conversations. And it, it, it can work. But right. it's not going to be like a top chart rated podcast. It, it, it's not. not. Not enough people will sit there and listen to it and absorb it and get value from it. If this, if the quality just isn't there, you know. So I think there's, there's there's a lot to be said for if you want a show that does really really well, you've got to look at what a high quality show would look like, you know. Because I, I I thought about doing um, an outdoor podcast once. Um, it was a time when I thought like I got a bit creative. You know, it's, it was a phase I went through, Mark. It was a phase. I've grown out of the phase now, I promise. But uh, I went through a phase of like, wouldn't it be cool if 
and had this idea of this outdoor show. And I thought, okay, what's the best way of doing this? What's like, what's something that I can do well? So right, well, if I really wanted to be a bit stupid about it, I could still do it in the studio, but have like canned sounds that it look, sound like I was outside. Right. You know, like a bird sound every now and again. You know, like, oh, outside, why? There's a bird flying overhead. And it, it got a bit weird where it wasn't actually an outdoor show. It was me indoor with all the canned sounds, and it just got a bit weird. Um, <laughs> so you, you've got to factor in a lot before right. you before you decide what your show's going to be like, how it's going to grow. The amount of people that quit their shows is outrageous. I did a bit of research on podcasts before I thought, okay, well, if I want to stop being guests on shows, let's see what they're like. Let's do a bit of research, a bit of listening, see what the landscape's like. The amount of shows that give up after like 10 shows or like six months and they stopped. And, oh, well, I'm not making money yet. You're not going to. <laughs> even even the people that like do extremely well, they've been doing it for like five years plus before they even think about monetizing. And this is going back like when it was easier to grow your audience, when there wasn't millions of shows, right. when a lot of people that listen to shows also have their own. <laughs> so I think that because of that, People struggle, and they do. Everything that I've said so far is exactly why shows do really well and exactly why shows don't last six months. And those that can do all of this and find like the balance between everything that I've said, they're the ones that are either going to be successful at it in whatever version of success that is, right? So that's money, lifestyle, fun, right? right. Or those that struggle, those that don't make it. And that's what it comes down to, is managing the balance between all the, all those things. Cool. All right, man. First of all, like, this truly has been a very knowledgeable experience. You are like a wealth of knowledge. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Well, the, the best places to find me are on my own show, um, the Ask Mike show, it's everywhere. Um, okay. As of recording this, it's even on Amazon Music as well, which was pretty cool. Um, and I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And my sort of handle is at the Michael Bryan. So on all those three platforms. Awesome. Well, thank you, Michael. Thank you so much for being here, taking your busy schedule out of that busy schedule taking the time for being here i truly appreciate it and the simple podcast clock team also appreciate it people who are listening to it they also appreciate it so we from us we want to wish you best of health wealth and much 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 success it was my pleasure mark thanks for having me on